Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm your host Andrew Schlecht. With me again, my guy Fred Katz. I call the last podcast our pump fake pod for all Wizards fans that were hoping to hear some Wizards content. Uh, you're going to get that today. We are going to talk about the Wizards, I promise. Fred, how's it going, man? I'm just ready to talk about the Lakers. <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the Lakers. Let's just do the Dwight Howard story now. Which uh, oh. which actually might be more interesting than just about anything this else we could talk about. Might, might be. Well, that's that's Wizards adjacent. It is. Yeah, he was. Dwight Howard wizard. played played nine games with the Wizards. <laughs> it was an oh, epic no. nine games. It was. Got it traded. Was. Got traded for CJ Miles. It was a big day. Wow. So this Wizards roster has changed quite a bit. Still centered around Bradley Beal, who. I don't know. The guy's hell-bent on being a wizard, which is that... I mean, I don't think it's surprising to you. I think it continues to be a little surprising to most NBA fans. I Do you think that he just is going to be a wizard, or do you think like all these talks about him you know, being a Celtic or whatever, like is that ever going to come to fruition, or is he just going to try to make it happen in Washington? So far, it seems like he's going to try to make it happen in Washington. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't. It's funny. People ask me about Beal and what I think he's going to do. All I can really do is say how I believe or I've been told he, he feels now and, and kind of where they're at with the organization now. I mean, I as of now, he hasn't expressed the desire to leave. There was all mm-hmm. the drama of him mulling his future, and he did mull it as he oft does, Mm -hmm. and it didn't lead with him asking out. I think Mm -hmm. when people hear so-and-so is thinking about his future, the first thing that comes to their mind is, oh, well, that's the first step to asking out. Yep. I think we live in a cynical society. And the, I don't think that's a bold claim. (laughs) It's also the first step to deciding, yeah, you know what, I'd like to stay. Yeah. And and, uh, and I I think that's, that's at least what's happened with Beal for now. He has said for a little while now that he would rather, basically that he would rather win in D.C. than win elsewhere, but Mm -hmm. he also wants to win in D.C. Mm -hmm. He also hasn't really defined what winning is to him. I don't really know what is winning enough to where he can say, I'm winning. They went 34 and 38 last year. I can't imagine losing more than you win is winning. That said, I spoke to some people who were in the locker room after their loss to Philadelphia in the first round of the playoffs. They lost in five games. Beal got up in front of the team, and he spoke to them. And apparently, it was like a very, very positive vibe speech for a team that just lost in the first round of the playoffs. Interesting. And he he talked to them about how encouraged he was from the season. They started off 17-32. and 32. When they come back, they went 17 in their last 23 and you talked about how there was no drama to this team, which I think is big for him. He's a very kind of kind of all business kind of worker. And there's been drama with the Wizards before, in case you haven't heard. There. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he talked about how, how this year was kind of a no drama sort of year for them and, and how important. No one's that pooping was in shoes him. this year. No one's pooping in shoes. That's really an epic story. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's just been so much drama in the past that what he meant was they're just desensitized to drama. Maybe everyone's pooping in shoes. Yeah. 
and it's <laughs> it's just removed the shock value of pooping in shoes. <laughs> oh man. So it's interesting because it went from being a team that everyone thought was gonna be like, oh, Wall and Beal, you know, for life, right? And then it becomes this Westbrook Beal. So like this co-star, co-star, and now it's we have taken the co-star and we have split him into multiple players. Well, like one of the big problems with the Wizards last year is just their depth. Like they were just playing guys that probably had no business playing big minutes in the NBA. And now they find themselves in a position where they have lots of guys. And now you're like, oh man, like where, like where's Denny Avdia playing? Like where's, where are the minutes, like big minutes for Davis Bertans for his contract to make sense? And like, does Rui Hachimura have the room to grow and play? And they just drafted another forward and Corey Kispert. Um, so I'm interested, and I, I didn't really like the move to begin with until they made the Spencer Dinwiddie deal and brought him in. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this makes way more sense now because they had all these all this talent kind of stacked at the forward, which is not, like, the worst place to have your talent. Like, those, that's a position of need for every single team. Um, but I just was curious what it would look like ultimately. So uh, they have lots of guys now, maybe too many guys. But I could argue that maybe this is not a, a bad year to have too many guys as we're this is our first season trying to get back on the NBA schedule where it's still like it was squeezed in the schedule and then hopefully things feel normal after this year. So maybe not the worst year to have, quote unquote, too many guys. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone talked about last year's short and off season and people are like, oh, we're getting back to the schedule at the start of this year. Yeah, we're going to have to have another shortened off season in order to get back to the schedule. Trust me, I know. I checked my vacation time. It's not (laughs) long. (laughs) So there's another shortened off season. And I get that last year's schedule was scrunched as well, which played a big part in it. But I mean, this one's 82 games instead of 72. So so that's going to play a factor as well. On top of that. We are very much not out of the pandemic. I mean, they just at Summer League had a game that was postponed because they had positive cases on their team. Mm -hmm. So that that's just this is I'm with you. This this is if last year was the year to have too many guys, this year is also the year to have too many guys. That said, let's say opening day, everybody's safe for Thomas Bryant because He's, he's probably going to miss the beginning of the season, still recovering from his ACL. Let's say everybody's healthy. Opening day, save for Bryant. I mean, you're right. There's, there's someone who, when you just look at it, when I give you a name, you'll say, yeah, that, probably, that guy probably gets rotation minutes. There's someone mm-hmm. who is going to get zero minutes because you can't mm-hmm. play a 12-man rotation. It's just not going to happen. And you look at all the forwards, you name some of them. I mean, I think Hachimura will probably start at the four. Yeah. You got Kuzma. You got Avdia. You've got Bertans, who's on year two of a five-year deal, and they're going to have to give minutes to. Avdia, yep. they drafted in the first round last year. Hachimura, they drafted in the first round two years ago. Uh, Kuzma is maybe the best, is, is the best two-way guy out of all those guys. Yeah. Kispert, yep. they drafted in the first round this year. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's five guys. And by the way, Contavious Caldwell-Pope is going to have to play a good amount of three because you didn't acquire Contavious Caldwell-Pope as your as the best three and D guy you've had on your roster in years, you you didn't acquire him just to play twelve minutes a game as a backup too. He's mm-hmm. going to have to play a consequential me- amount of minutes next to Bradley Beal, uh, which means he's going to have to play the three. And all right, I mean that's fine. I 
no problem there. I mean, he's he's better against guarding guards than he is against big wings, but you can match those minutes up so they work. And if he has to play some minutes against big wings, you know, so be it. He plays hard. He fights hard. He's a good defender. He shoots the three well. Like, that's fine. I have no problem with that. The thing is, now that's even fewer minutes at the two forward positions. You only get 96 minutes. If Hachimura is going to get 30 of them and... And, uh, you know, KCP is going to get like 18 of them there and then maybe another 12 at shooting guard. Well, now you got 48 minutes forward that you got to find for Bretons, for Avdia, you know, for Kispert. Like someone here is not going to be playing. And they still got Neto. They've got they've got Aaron Holiday. They've they've got a lot of guys. They've got a lot of yep. guys. Uh, and that's. That's that's fine. It's look. It's good. It's a good problem to have as long as you can finesse the locker room and in, in the proper way, and also finesse the development of your young guys in the proper way. Because because what you don't really want is Avdia just not playing at all, yeah. and what you don't really want is Kispert not playing at all. And maybe they spend time in the G League, uh, but but you know I have to imagine that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to be really difficult. I don't know how it's going to go. I just don't. I think about I it all either. the time, and I always land on different guys. Yeah. I just, I think their rotation misses, like, one or two ball handlers. They know? could make a trade. I mean. That, that's what that's what I, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at this roster, and there's guys. Like, as much as everybody doesn't like Davis Breton's contract, like, the guy is one of the best shooters in the league. And I think lots of teams would like to have him. Um, I think Denny Avdia is very intriguing as a prospect. You know, they could make a deal. Kuzma, you know, he's you could probably get a good player for him. And I think it would be a player-for-player player trade. I think they need another ball handler. Because you can play three ball handlers together. I don't know that you can necessarily play, like, three scoring forwards together, you know, all the time. So, I... That's that's and when I look at this team, that's kind of what I think they they need is just another guy that can come in and handle the ball competently and shoot it. Yeah, no, I think that's that's fair. The problem is, I think there are a lot of teams that would like to have a player like that. <laughs> I mean, you're right though. They, they, you could do just like a a team that needs a big wing who can play two ways. And yeah. has one too many guards. You know, the inverse of the Wizards, basically. Just find yeah. the inverse of the Wizards and and make that swap. And and those deals are always more complicated than I'm making them out to be. But Kyle Kuzma's a nice player. If he were on the Wizards last year, he would have been their best perimeter defender. Mm-hmm. He he can he can guard well, he can create his own shot, he can hit an open three. He's a good player. And he's on a fine enough contracts, thirteen million a year. Someone out there, a number of teams out there, like Kyle Kuzma, be willing to take him for something. It also doesn't have to be right away. You know, you could, you could, this could be a post-December 15th trade when everyone in the league is, or almost everyone in the league is eligible to be traded, and you kind of just see how things play out. There's, there's also this thing that we all do at the beginning of the year where we talk about the most optimistic outlook for everything on a team, and then we're like, oh, yeah. They have too many guys. They have too many guys. Someone's going to come out there and have a bad year. Yeah. Yeah. Someone is going to just, that's just the way the world works. Someone is going to come out there, be out of shape, not the right mindset, get worse, just not play well for whatever the reason. And they're just not going to have a good year. 
I don't know who it's going to be. It's impossible to predict. But someone is going to come out there and be like, oh, you know, maybe Avdi will come back and take a step back or Kispert won't be as good as they thought or or, or Bertans will will have another down year again and, and, and regress even more or whatever. Like Hachimura won't develop in the way they want so they don't feel like they have to give him 30 minutes. Like somebody will come out there. Mm-hmm. It'll be someone. It's just always what happens. Someone always has a bad year. It's the way the world works. So it'll it'll make it more easy to delineate, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what the rotation is going to be. When you kind of have that information, just let it play out. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, okay, last question. You think the Wizards are closer to a play a playoff team like a firm playoff team or you still, still think they're a, about where they finished last year like in the play in area the latter the yeah. latter i mean even if you want to make the argument that they got better in the westbrook trade which i think they more are just kind of i think it's more of a net even in the westbrook trade yeah they got the, different in the westbrook trade exactly the teams around them got better though i mean if you yeah, look at the top true. of the east you can't argue that they're going to be better than Philly, better than Brooklyn, better than Milwaukee, better than Miami. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can argue they're going to be better than Atlanta, who I assume is not going to start 14 and 20 again. I could see the Knicks taking a step back, but I I don't see how they will be better than them. Yeah. Boston, absolutely everything went wrong for them, and they have no shooting at mm-hmm. guard right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they brought in Josh Richardson. They re-signed Marcus Smart. They have Schroeder. And they have Chris Dunn, and those are their guards right now. And it's like none of those guys can shoot. Boston also has a chance at being – they were top five defense two years ago, and they have a chance at at being a top five defense again this year. I mean, if you can play lineups with with any of those two guards I just mentioned, Smart and Mm -hmm. Dunn or something like that, and then you can throw out Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Al Horford in there. like That is a defensive team. And then you've still got the other two guards. you got – you got Schroeder out there, and and you've got Robert Williams backup center. Uh, I mean, that, there are a lot of guys who can defend on that team. I think they're going to be stifling, and I don't think they're going to be a contender or anything like that. But I think they'll be better than five hundred, which is where they were last year. I think Charlotte brought in better players. I I also think it's somewhere between possible and extremely likely that Lamelo Ball just makes some huge jump, and he's not even their only really good young player i think miles bridges is is going to be a heck of a player too and really came on at the mm-hmm. end of last year chicago at the expense of its own future got better toronto doesn't have to play all of its games in tampa and just go home yep. miserable and on a lifelong business trip every single day which i think is like the most under discussed part of their season last year yeah for real uh there are just so many so many teams. Indiana got upgraded at coach and was one of the most injured teams in the league last year. Yep. There are just so many teams mm-hmm. who in the East who who I think legitimately either got better or were so far ahead of the Wizards that there's no way the Wizards are going to catch them in one year. Mm-hmm. And I think it puts them in that play-in range once again. I, I And again, I'm doing the thing that I just said that we all do, which is I'm giving the most optimistic outlook of everything. Ah, LaMelo Ball shows up and he's the league MVP and Miles mm-hmm. Bridges turns into Kobe Bryant and uh you know then Charlotte wins uh Charlotte goes 83 and negative 1 and yeah. they win the title. Uh but 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 I actually think a lot of these things like Chicago will be better. They'll be better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Imagine if be they weren't. Imagine what will happen to that organization if they're worse. I mean, they'll be better. Everybody's fired if they're not. Right. They'll they'll do everything they can to be better. Yeah. Charlotte ha- Charlotte just has to be better. I I just have to imagine that yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is going to be better. Indiana just kind of has to be. So I, I, I really think this is the most likely of, uh, you know, in a lot of these cases that these teams are going to improve and that's going to make life tough for the Wizards in the East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and one of the hopes for the Wizards is that they don't have such a yin and yang type of season where you can just be like a steady, fine team all year and not have to have the go on like this crazy run at the end just to sneak into the play-in. You hope to just be in the 9, you know, 8, 9, 10 range just the whole time. I mean, that's yeah. to me to me because I just don't know if they – because Russ has that gear in him. He obviously had that gear in him. I think if they get behind to start the season that, like, it's going to be tough because <laughs> I don't know that anybody else has that kind of gear in them next to, next to Beal. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's no question. I mean, look, you can't rely on a 17 and 6 finish every year to save you. Yeah. You just not good business. <laughs> no. Fred, thanks so much for coming on. Uh enjoy late August. Enjoy uh, all the festivities that will be included in the next few weeks for you. We appreciate you coming on. Go listen to Wizards After Dark. <clears throat> if you need more Wizards content and uh read everything Fred Katz does on the Athletic. Thanks, Fred. Thank you.